get from the game to their house. Which, if it's in the city, you can use public transportation. Like, there, it, that's the other thing. It's like impossible to get there via Caltrain or whatever else. It, they, they built it and said, oh, if we build it, they will come. But you have to have the roots for people to get there, you dumb fucks. I don't think they really thought the infrastructure through uh, enough. I mean, as mm. far as the stadium, beautiful stadium, you know, other than the turf has got problems. But, you know, nice little building they got there. But I don't think they, they must have been smoking some sherm or some PCP when they didn't uh, think about, uh, you know, how people are going to get to and from that particular venue. Absolutely. And how much it costs. I mean, parking alone is like 50 bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the parking. What so like, I, I and I, the I, tickets it's like what but sports is big money so it is unfortunately uh, especially with the nfl freaking juggernaut uh, sporting organization in this country hands down undisputed undefeated champion uh at least for the last 40 years now the other thing that i was wondering about is i kind of dig oakland you know they don't have really much going for them right now well, uh, yeah, they, well, that's the, the, the thing they do have is that BART goes right to the Oakland Coliseum, oh, that which is, is amazing. Sweet. You know, uh, I, I got a chance to go to Oakland for, I think, the first time. No, the second time I've been uh, this past Sunday, and uh, it was really cool to get on the BART and just know that, hey, I'm underneath, you know, billions of gallons of frickin' water, right? Oh, that scares me, too. The... <laughs> kind of freaks me out, but, you know, it was kind of cool just to putz around Oakland, and, I, you know, it's not a bad not a bad little town. Yeah, well, it's coming up. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants. There's a great beer scene. They have um, Jack London Square is lovely. They have, I mean, you can get really great, um, oh, what are they called? Char Siu Bao in, in Chinatown down there. And there's, I mean, it's lovely. Like, Merritt is nice. It's not a terrible place. <laughs> they have in and outs over there. Oh, yeah, they're civilized. <laughs> they're, they're civilized. They're civilized, but I mean, it's not it's not the city, so I'm I'm definitely not planning on trans. I'll do anything I can to try to stay here. Oh, I agree. Um, I would agree. So I bought tickets because my my boyfriend Jonathan, our anniversary is on Christmas, and I bought him Raider tickets for Christmas Eve, and they're still affordable. That's oh, that that is cool. Those um, the tickets. I mean, there were a lot of um, extra fees tacked on top, but the tickets themselves were only seventy-five bucks a piece. That is really freaking reasonable for an NFL game. And that's what I thought, cause I'm like, I used to go like the Chargers. They were way more than that, and the Chargers have sucked forever. Oh um, yeah. And I guess the Raiders have sucked for a long time, but now they're actually kind of looking good, and maybe next year they'll look. I mean, I don't think they're going to make it to the wild card this year. They just, no, no, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. They got a great foundation, though. They've they've got they've got the young players, and uh, they're gonna they they're gonna pull it together. Next year, I think we're going to see a lot from the Raiders, but it's going to be exciting to see. And they're playing the Chargers that day, so it's the Raiders playing the Chargers. And I used to live in San Diego for 12 years, so San Diego Super Chargers, <laughs> San Diego. Chargers. Is it true that uh, gentleman that owned Mastercard actually? The one uh, who nicknamed him the Chargers. He was like the, I heard that he was the uh, original owner for the San Diego Chargers, the guy who founded know. MasterCard or something like that. That's why they were called the Chargers. Oh, that's funny. But um, Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 that's, that would be, I wonder if that's true because that's really fun. But it's like, a, and because there's no lightning down there either. So like a lightning bolt, Charger. Yeah. Just maybe. a it, random image to put on a helmet. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, fun fact, uh, the Chargers are my ex-wife's favorite football team so uh i i won't hold uh their success or failure against you just my ex-wife oh no 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 and you know what it, it, you don't even have to worry about it because they can't win a postseason game no matter how well they do during the season like 
and they'll even win their first postseason game, but they can never win the second postseason game. It, it, it happened like all the way through the mid-thousands. They were doing great all season. Blah! And then all of a sudden at the end, it was that kicker, it was that damn Kading. Um, there were, it was just a despondency in the street. I remember picking up my ex-husband from, he had season tickets and I wasn't allowed to go because I was a wife, um, but I would still be nice enough to stay sober and go pick him and his friends up from the game. And when they lost the second postseason game, and I think it was like in 2005 when it was, and uh, it was the Katie kick, it was started to like rain and mist in San Diego. And the streets were just like silent with despondency oh, as I'm driving no. up to the stadium to pick them up. And everyone's just like, it's like, come on, you guys. If you've been Charger fans for eight years, you know they can't win a postseason game. You think it's going to happen this year? Come on. You know who's really not losing any sleep over the Chargers' uh, inability to win a Super Bowl? It's Drew Brees. Right. Like, oh, you want to trade me because of bum shoulder? All right, I can roll with that. And now you guys can suck it. Uh, absolutely. And I, one of my favorite players was um, LaDainian Tomlinson. And, and I, even even when he moved to the Jets, I was still a fan. And... Um, and I like to listen to listen to him do his little commentary now on the TVs. I don't know which network he works oh, for. Oh, I loves me some Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, he, he's he's good people. LT. And then poor Junior Seau, that was the other Charger that was just such a sad, sad thing. And and this actually ties into that new movie Concussion. I don't know if you've heard about I it. I was just listening to uh, Mike and Mike in the morning this morning, and they were talking about that movie. And it's the first time I'd heard about it. And they they talked about Junior Seau as well. I really liked him. He was a hell of a Hell of a guy, not only on the field, but off the field. Absolutely. Uh, even though he went to USC, and I can't really stand <laughs> USC, but I didn't hold that against him. Sure. And it was tragic, a, a true tragedy. Somebody with a, a, a huge heart that he did uh, suffer such a, an ending because of traumatic brain injury. And, and that's the thing. We didn't think at the time. I, I just thought, oh, the pressure of everything got too much. I thought that because his, his restaurant started not doing very well. So the rumor going around San Diego at the time was that, well, his restaurant wasn't doing well, and he was, he was fearing bankruptcy and all these kinds of things, and so he killed himself. And But that it would be a traumatic brain in, injury, kind of, that he, I heard that he just wasn't the same. And when your head gets hit that many times, like, we've just never talked about it. That that much, I, I know one person with traumatic brain injury, and they are not all there. Um, and, and the thing that gets confusing for them is they used to be all there and they remember being all there, but they can't do it. And so then they get really like angry because they're like, why aren't you listening to me? And it's like, well, cause you're wrong. Yeah. But it's cause their brain injury isn't thinking. It's sort of like they keep their ego, but their abilities sort of degrade. And so then that interplay of like, I used to know this, I used to be great. It's like, oh, okay, well, things are a little different now. And like accepting that, I think might be ah. I kind of tied back into uh, Sweet Gail's uh, need for acceptance yeah. thing she was talking about. Yeah. But so yeah, I'm gonna have to check that movie out. Yeah, Concussion. That's uh, everybody look it up. And uh, I mean, what's that? That's the thing. This always trips me out. Uh, sports is a huge industry. Multi-billion dollars. Huge. All of it. Uh, NBA, NFL, MLB, uh, NHL. I already said NHL. No. no, I didn't. Okay, NHL. So we have all of these in the soccer. Like, we're not even talking about the premier soccer leagues. All right. And the oldest, like, organized sport would probably be soccer. But the rest of them really came around the turn of the century. So you've got basketball, like, 1896. And, and that's before they even cut the bottom of the baskets out. So this is 115 years ago. This stuff didn't even exist. And now 
We've created this industry that's enormous. And that's only 115 years. That's like in our grandparents' grandparents' lifetime. That's like three generations within three generations. I mean, if you think within four generations, there was slavery. Yeah. So in, in that, you know, 200 years, we've had a lot of changes. Uh-huh. And, uh, but it, it blows my mind that this stuff didn't even exist. And now we're just building huge stadiums and teams and tickets and all of this money, this industry came out of something that didn't even exist. And I, I guess I could say the same thing for computers, right? Like. Computers only came out, what, the first computer was like in the 60s? Yeah. And then they got, and even in the 70s, they were still the size of this entire building. And then now we have, we walk around with computers in our hand. And we throw them away and we get new ones. Yeah. I just, I don't know where the world is going. Can it keep expanding at such like a... I don't think it can on a, on a, and be, I don't think it's sustainable. It, it, it is not uh, infinitely sustainable. Uh, with the juggernaut that sports has uh, turned itself into the need, I think it's almost to a, a, a Roman gladiator type of level right there. Yeah. We, would, we just want to see the bigger hits. We want to see the bigger dunks. We want to see somebody getting posterized. We want to see uh, somebody, uh, a victor, somebody, a victim in the, in the world of and, sports. And then the other side of it is the merchandising where, I mean, this has been the thing that's been tripping me out. And they're just, they're such geniuses. Is that football ostensibly is three. It's like three months. And every month, they choose a different uniform. In September, it's their regular uniform. In October, and with all of the hoodies and jackets and hats that go with it. And then in October, it's Women's Breast Cancer Month. So everything's pink. And there's pink jerseys and there's pink outfits. And it's pink, pink, pink. Buy the pink thing. And then in November, it was military. military. And everything was camo. And there was a hat. It's the same thing. So basically, they just made it. So that they can have three, you can buy three different hats if you like the Chargers. You can buy three different sweatshirts if you like the Colts. And people do this. <laughs> they even have hats that have absolutely no resemblance to the actual team colors because people love collecting sports hats. Right. Um, another. They're geniuses. Yeah. Def- baseball hats for football. Does anybody see this as stupid? It's a baseball hat. It's a football team. It's it, genius. You know, also genius. a genius is actually opening up a line of clothing specifically designed for women. Because for the longest time. With the time, NFL. With the NFL. That right there just took it to that next level. Absolutely. It's crazy. Well, and and women have been getting more into sports and they want us to. And that's why they put the ladies on the sidelines and they make them say smart things about football because they want more women to watch the game. It's really hard for me to spend an entire Sunday watching three football games, though. Or the red zone when you're just like back and forth and all the different games. It's just hard for me to stay interested for that long. You said you'd have knitting. I do have my knitting. That's You know what? I see that as a really positive. I could maybe crochet while I was watching some football or bake. Well, thankfully for me, I actually, uh, you know, I'm at work on Sunday. So if I'm lucky, I'll catch maybe like a half. Right. Which in the grand scheme of things is probably a good thing because I would be that guy that will be there from 8 a.m. from Sunday NFL countdown. Right. All the way to the last uh, play on Sunday night. It's my boyfriend, Jonathan. But we already, (laughs) we've already like made the deal where I'm like, Sundays are yours during football season. You can 
I'm just, there you go. But it wasn't really a sacrifice for me because my ex-husband had the um, season tickets. Mm -hmm. So he was gone on Sundays anyways at all the home games. So he was like, ugh, you're not here on Sunday, whatever, football. Um, and you know, I, I like an excuse to drink. I, sometimes on a Sunday, that, that's fun to watch football all day and just get stupid wasted and yell at the TV. I prefer hockey. Oh, that but I would love to see a hockey. LA game. is, or LA, but um, NFL is fine with me. Uh, you pulled something up for us. Yeah, we got uh, nice little cameo appearances from Donald Trump That's throughout the right. years. Let's go back to the big asshole Donald Trump. So he seriously uh, was in a bunch of movies. So we're going to kind of listen to uh, him on those. And then we'll be right back on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Jason and Pam. Sir? It is my esteemed pleasure to introduce Mr. and Mrs. Donald Trump. This is on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's the Donald! Oh my God! Hey, Donald. Told me you were here. You look great. Mm, thank you very much. Um, Donald owns this restaurant. Oh. Uh, this is my friend Mike McNeil. Hey, listen. Are you bagging her? Huh? Are you? No, no, we, we just met. Well, call me, Liz. Oh, sure. Thanks. Okay, boys, it's time to get serious. So let me tell you that uh, all the money Sorry, that I win from Susan. you tonight is the first income I've gotten that's not been garnished by the Bank of Margot. I hope you have a good lawyer. <laughs> Donald, listen, it's 50 cents to open. Okay, here's a newsflash. You're rich, all right? <laughs> and I didn't get rich by throwing away quarters. Oh, all right, okay. Samantha, a cosmopolitan, and Donald Trump. You just don't get more New York than that. Look at this right here on the street. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> what are you, morons? Wade. The Drew Carey Trump? Show. I hear Kelson finally dumped you. Not exactly, no. We just this. came to a mutual understanding that she couldn't bear me for another second. Mike. Donald. Donald. Mr. Trump here wrote The Art of the Deal. Then he wrote a new bestseller, The Art of the Comeback. Two books. Wow. <laughs> Donald Trump, I'd like you to meet... Oh, what am I talking about? All you handsome zillionaires know each other. Donald! Maxwell Sheffield, how do you do? How do you just gonna crash and burn and take his clients with him? I'm here with Donald Trump, for God's sake. How long is it going to be? I have checks sitting on two tables. Ah, Miss Ayers, how nice to see you. I have Mr. Cuddy's usual table. Cuddy? Sorry, Frank, but I'm going to go crash and burn with Cuddy. Call me. Hi, Dad, it's me. You're going to be so proud of me. I'm going to win this race. Waldo, you're the best son money can buy. Thanks, Dad. Look, without Derek Zoolander, male modeling wouldn't be what it is today. Actually, hiring Eddie was my idea from the beginning. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. The Donald is here, live on Monday Night Raw. The hostile takeover of Donald Trump on Vince McMahon has 
it, kids. Make it fast. I've got a plane to catch. We've created a magazine, Mr. Trump. We give you... Scabby! <laughs> there it was. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, those were Donald Trump. And there's more of them, too. There's more cameos. But those are just some TV and movie cameos. And that doesn't even include uh, him on The Apprentice, the however many billions of seasons. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they just needed to fill the airtime or something, so they kept him going on. He's a famous guy. I think that might have inspired Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but... Oh, I was thinking about her this morning when I was drinking my coffee on the bus, and there was a child who was being um, unruly, and I thought, oh, it's like the go-go juice of Honey Boo Boo, and they'd give her a Mountain Dew, and she'd be, Mommy, I want my go-go juice! I want my go-go cues. That makes a lot of sense now, because I always have a rock star at work, and guys at the, at the job are always telling me, you got your honey boo-boo go-go juice. And I had go never understood juice. what the they're talking about. Thank yeah, you for bringing some clarity to my life. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I sometimes yell at parents on the bus or when they're getting on the bus or off the bus. When they hand their child an orange Fanta, it's not orange juice. Fanta is not orange juice. It's not? No. Are you serious? We just, we pump our kids full of sugar and then we sit them in front of the TV and then we're like, I wonder why their brains are, they can't focus. I wonder why they all have ADHD and they can't focus on anything. Because if you watch a commercial, and this is my own personal theory, but if you watch a commercial and you count the times that the camera flashes to a different scene, so like in a 30 second commercial for cereal straws or something, you're gonna have 90 shots. So it's like, you know, blah, over here. It's like, duh, 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 and it keeps switching. Like, their eye has something else to look at, like, three times like, a second. I'm thinking like the old Batman episodes, you know, pow, bam, blammo, but more like a more like, scenes. Yeah, scene, 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 scene. A commercial is basically just, like, uh, pull, pull one up, and we'll just, we won't even, we won't even listen to it. We'll just, just put a, like, any, what is a commercial? What are kids? What do kids want right now? Look up like a Star Wars toy commercial. Oh, or, yeah. How about a Toys R Us? Uh, yeah, a toy. Perfect. Toys R Us commercial. It doesn't even have to be a classic one. Alrighty, Let's see what we got it here. It can be just a Toys R Us commercial. And we'll see. And we'll just we'll just count the times that the camera re-switches to another something. Okay, so that's, wait, start, start it again, start it again. Okay. It's already started. Okay, so this is Toys R Us, exactly what you wish for. And here we go. One, two, three, three four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 18. How many seconds was that? That was 30 seconds. That was 30 seconds. There were 18 camera shots. And that's just a regular old commercial. That's freaking frightening right there. Right? That, that really is. And we wonder, and we wonder why. Why are our kids, why can't they focus in school? Because you have one teacher standing up there in front of a chalkboard writing things down. They are bored out of their fucking minds. There's 18 different camera shots in one commercial, and that isn't even the show. Like, it's 
it's crazy. And then and then people wonder what like what what's going on? It's we're training them. When you put a child in front of a TV and you just get their eyes trained and then you give them an iPad and they swipe left and then there's a pop-up ad on the side that's constantly popping up. Like we don't think that this is somehow imprinting upon them the world. I don't know, I think uh, as well as contributing to the ADHD is a sense of instant gratification too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Buy this now, get it now. Oh, and yeah, kids can't wait for anything. I. Patience it, truly is a virtue sometimes. Well, it is. And I mean, it's pa patience, wanting things builds character. Like every time I was little and I'd want something, um, my grandma would say, uh, I'd say like, um, oh, I want, I want uh, a new Barbie doll. And she'd be like, I want world peace, but it doesn't seem like anybody's going to get what they want today, does it? <laughs> wanting things builds character. Yeah. That's what she would say. Wanting things builds character. That's true. You it's good to want things, because like, then maybe you'll do things to get the thing you want. Exactly. You could ask for anything you want, but it doesn't mean you're going to necessarily get it. Yeah. Not unless, but that's the other thing we're teaching our kids, is that if you're a good-looking little kid, you can kind of get what you want. Good-looking little girls. I mean, I would be interesting to do a, like a little feminist study of three-year-old girls and ones that are like traditionally cute and ones that are like, you know, kind of slobbering and maybe they have boogers or something. Maybe their hair isn't like brushed into cute little ringlets or they're just not as adorable. You know what I mean? Maybe they, maybe one eye's a little wonky or something. And you sort of like follow them around and see how their, if their worldview is at all different because of the way they look and their cuteness factor. Yeah. And especially with the little girls, you know, basically brainwashed from an early age, you know, good little girls act like this, good little girls act like that. And if you act outside of those particular parameters, you're a bitch. Yeah. You know, an a true independent, self-assured, confident woman is more often than not portrayed as a bitch. Absolutely. You can't, uh, you can't, be, can't be smart. Being smart uh, is not what you want as, as a girl they want you to the only thing they want you to open your mouth for is to stick a dick in it am i right oh I yeah right? yeah pretty much man. don't let I the words come out just put the dick in I, the I, mouth i'll, I'll, um, I'll own it because it's, uh, it's sad but it's i mean and, and we're, we're I, and it isn't even it isn't even porn or anything like that it's just the way that i have a, i have a new joke i'm working on and it goes something like this um men are men and yep. women are women and you can be male or you can be female. So like our suffix subjugates us right there. Yeah. Like we're not men. Why, why do we have to have a word that says that we're different? But I mean, we do and I know boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. But um, it's just when our power structure and like how that sits, it, it, it makes me sad sometimes. Uh, I, I am I am I am such a feminist. I own it. I, you know, yeah, I, I, I cannot fault you in, in the least right there. Something that uh, I had told to me a while back that uh, I notice a lot more when I'm out on the you know in the city just walking around is people that look at each other as true partners will tend to walk side by side. Oh yeah yeah. Nobody yeah. takes a lead. Nobody falls behind. Sure. But the the scary part is is there's usually a guy walking in front of a girl, you know, because if whatever social acceptance behavior you want to call it as whether or not she's a strong woman or not maybe there's just something in the back of her psyche saying okay well i'm somehow inferior which is complete bullshit second wife eyes down 
<laughs> second wife eyes down. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, but that's Se- pretty funny. Second wife eyes down. Whenever I hang out with them, um, whenever I'm the third wheel, like with a couple, like and they're walking or whatever, and I'm friends with both of them or whatever, um, sometimes I'll yell at them, second wife eyes down, because I'm the second wife, and it's like, I think it's funny. Oh, that, uh, okay. No, no, I get yeah, you. Yeah, second wife. Because, uh, you know, men get to have so many wives, good times. Uh, I don't know how to solve the world's problems, but we try every Wednesday from noon to two here on the AltaCast on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by the wonderful, amazing people at Alta California Botanicals, best medical marijuana tink in the biz. Also, you should know that they are one of the main sponsors for our first annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's coming up here at the station March 2nd through 6th. It's going to be five shows a night, 24 shows in five days. Actually, 25 if you count the special one we're having at Brainwash on uh, Saturday, March 5th. It's going to be a free show with free beer. Can you can you believe it? What? I know. It's going to be huge. Uh, but every other show is going to be here at the station. Uh, there'll be hour-long shows. The tickets are $7 a piece, $30 if you buy the day pass, $150 if you buy the entire festival pass. And if you do that, you get access to the headliner show, which is going to be amazing. We are working on a national headliner right now which would be incredible to have. It would be a coup, I might say. But either way, we have 24 comedians from all over the United States and Canada. Uh, we have Canada, Italy, Georgia, um, Michigan, Massachusetts, Texas, uh, Oregon, Washington, New York. Is Puerto Rico represented? No, no Puerto Rico. Damn. No. Uh, we do have some Latinos in the show. We have Dronos. I, there's a couple Latinos, actually, and I, I did the breakdown to make sure that we were all over the board. Um, we have a couple gays, we have a trans, we've got, nice. we've got some dykey girls, we've got some big girls, we've got a stripper. Uh, what day have, is that one on? That is the underwear show that's going to be on, I think it's on Friday the 4th. Um, but there's an under, underwear only uh, show, there's, I mean, we've got we've got white guys, we've got black guys, we've got... Asian guys, we've got we're we're we got guys with beards, we got fat guys, we got skinny guys. Comedic United Nations have, going on we here. We do. We got guys with long hair. Uh, we got clean comics. It, it really, it's a we're super across the board. Uh, feminists. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there's almost half of uh, the people who are performing are women. So uh, out of the 24 from uh, out of town that are coming. Eight are women, uh, one is trans, so maybe that makes it nine. I'm not, I, I would say then we have nine women. Go nine, yeah. Nine, nine out of 24, which That's is almost awesome. half. So I'm pretty proud of that. And um, so you guys uh, stay tuned for it. We're gonna be podcasting, we're gonna be broadcasting live all of the shows, podcasting them as well. It's only a 40 seat venue, so you're gonna have to get your tickets early as soon as I figure out how to release them. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun though. Um, if you guys like details. comedy. Yeah, the good old details. I know. My performance license. Got to get that. Uh, but yeah, for, please, you guys, um, go to your local dispensary and ask for them by name, Alta California Botanicals. They're one of the big sponsors of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, March 2nd through 6th. Our other sponsor is PBR. And someone asked me, like, how did you get PBR to be a sponsor? I said, well, you know, I have a PBR tattoo on my neck. <laughs> that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, that's a blue. This, was, this is not a mistake. Let me tell you. My 33rd birthday, I was so drunk, and um, I went into my favorite tattoo artist, and I said, I want to get 
uh, blue ribbon on my neck and underneath it I wanted to say I win because I win a lot of things too like I win contests and I win I win a lot I just always win and I feel like a winner even though other people think I'm a loser I think I'm a winner I think a neck tattoo automatically sort of says loser but that it says I win the irony there is so yes. twisted makes me really happy um so I got this tattoo on my 33rd birthday and I continued I got in there and my tattoo artist Lucas was like Hey, I'm you're drunk. It's 11 a.m. I'm like, it's, I cannot be drunk. It's 11 a.m. And he's I was like, I've only had one PBR. And he's like, what did you drink last night? I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, so after the tattoo, I went and I, I drank all day. My birthday was on a Sunday that year. And that night, I fell apart. Like, I was, like, on the street, like, sitting in this alcove, like, being all sad. And my neck was, like, bleeding because I drank so much that my tattoo was sort of bleeding out. And there's blood. And one of my friends walked by me, and she was like, Pam? Pam? I was like, yeah. And she's like, I didn't even recognize you. You look horrible. What is going on with your neck? And I was like, oh, that's just my tattoo. And I guess someone took me home that night and helped me um, not die on the streets of San Francisco. Very nice. But um, I ended up having to get the tattoo uh, touched up. Because it bled out so much that it looked just sort of like a bluish blob thing underneath Kinda it. Abstract it's, Picasso thing. Right. And so um, my tattoo artist touched it up for me for free a week later. And then he was like, Pam, I got so much flat because I gave you a neck tattoo. And then you like fucked up and be all fucked up about it. And I was like, dude, that's my second neck tattoo. Like there's no, the onus is completely off you on that one. I've had a neck tattoo since I was 20. So I've been fucking my life up since the beginning of time. <laughs> You're I, good. I don't give, I don't give a fuck. Um, but PBR is a sponsor. So thank you. Nice. Yeah. All right. What do we, uh, what do we have up next? Oh, they're on your side. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. Little, I guess mellow listening. Wish uh, I could start hearing these, uh, the song on the elevator. It'd be awesome. I really love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they are one of those bands that are they're timeless. You can listen to their music um, from their first albums in the early 90s, and they still sound fresh today. Um, I'm a big fan of Flea, and uh, and I love him as an actor, too. I think he's such a weirdo, you know? You know, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, I don't know if you remember that uh, late 80s, early 90s rapper, Young MC, with the song Bust a Move. Uh-huh. Baseline was played by Flea, really? and it was actually in the video. And all I remember to Flea is that he just had a bunch of stuffed animals sewn as pants. Oh, that's cute. You know, and he's got his bare chest, and he's just beating that bass guitar like it stole something from him. <laughs> right. I mean, just kicking the shit out of it. I just thought it was so awesome. Later on, I realized, oh, shit, that's Flea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, th- there's just something about that group right there. They're, they're going to be in that same um, iconic uh, discussion with, like, your Rolling Stones or even... Uh, like a Metallica, because they were they were that that one of those first. I mean, yeah, I think they're the first like band that combined both funk and R and B and rock and roll, punk rock, sure. to be specific. Because some of their earlier stuff, it was just it might as well have been like some kind of twisted, smoked out Black Flag. But well, they were they were coming out of L A. and so that L A. sound at that time too was very. I mean, they were really punk influenced. Oh yeah, and anytime you can go on stage with nothing but a sock on your dick, yeah. that 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 just scores points with me right there because I don't have the balls to pull that off, literally. <laughs> but I, well, they're marketing geniuses, um, also. So this is the Velvet Glove by Red Hot Chili Peppers. You guys are listening to the Altacast here on MutinyRadio.fm.
Are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, and I have been joined all day by Jason, soon to be of the Purge. Thursday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Why would anyone be awake at 8 a.m.? Because, uh, well, for whatever reason, their bodies are programmed to get up at that time. This is my day off. I was up at 5:45. Wow. And pissed off about it, so I needed to wow. purge some freaking bad juju out of me. Absolutely. Uh, I love sleeping in the morning. Like, I, th- this morning I snoo- my alarm goes off at 8.30, and I snoozed until 9.40. Oh, my goodness. I if, snoozed I, seven times. I could only hope. I, I will try as hard as I can and try to convince myself I will sleep into the ungodly hour of 8 a.m., oh and I'm God. still up at 6.30. Wow. See, I, my favorite time is the snooze time, which is why I did seven, because, um, I'm in that sort of REM state and then I'm up and I know exactly what to do and I can kind of go right back to it. And sometimes I can sort of augment those dreams. Like I sort of don't leave it, but I'm still there. And then I can kind of change things in it and I feel like it's more of a lucid dreaming time. Uh, that's weird. Here's, here's, a little, here's a little thing. Uh, we're closing out here on the Altacast. Stay tuned 
for Think Grow Love Radio with Y Steinberg. But uh, I have these weird dreams about being in hotels. Like I always know that it's a meaningful dream when I'm either at Burning Man, which I haven't been to in eight years, and it's never like the real Burning Man, the one in my dream, and or I'm in some really big hotel, and I'm like being kicked out of my room, and I'm trying to scam a way to stay, and I'm trying to act around the hotel like I belong there, <laughs> but I don't. And then like I'm, it's the weirdest thing about my dreams about hotels. Is there a specific hotel chain you're thinking of or just in general? No, no. Usually they're like sort of sprawling and they have sort of the look of maybe a, a Claremont from San Diego, but there's also been like rivers and it's been New Orleans. I've, I've, I've had dreams where I'm driving around like large lakes, but I think I'm in Nevada, but really it's Chicago. It, but I have these weird visual images in my head that don't exist in reality because they're sort of in my own dreamscape. And, but they're hotels and places, and it's it's weird. And I'm like, why hotels? I, I don't have the money for hotels. They got really cool towels and all those all the small soap you can handle. Well, and I definitely take a lot of soap when I, I haven't paid I haven't paid for soap in a really long time, or toilet paper. Nice. Yeah. I got like it. A, nice. This is I probably shouldn't say this on the radio, but this is we're coming here on the close of fiscal year 2016, and this is the. Ninth year that I haven't had a W-2. I haven't had a W-2 in nine years. Oh. I haven't applied for taxes in nine years. I have nothing to apply for. I went in one year because I was still in graduate school, and I was like, hey, can I get that $4,000 tax credit from my school? Uh, because I went to school. And they're like, bring us your W-2s. And I'm like, I don't have any. And they're like, you can't get a tax refund if you don't pay any taxes. And I was like, do I have to apply for taxes? And they're like, you have nothing to apply for. And they told me no. H&R Block told me no. Because I have nothing to apply for. That's the first I've heard ever of anybody being told by a tax company, H&R Block or whatever, to basically kick rocks. Right. There, well, there was nothing. There's nothing. I don't exist. There's nothing for me to apply for. There's nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't exist. I don't have records. I don't have W-2s. I can't claim any money to the government because there's nothing to claim. Well, you got a good streak going. And here's, this is the thing, I'm putting back feminism years and years, but if they ever ask, I'm gonna be like, I'm a really good girlfriend. And before that, I was a really great wife. Because wives, they've never paid taxes. They have no social security money saved up. They don't even, they don't exist. They're just a dependent. So I'm like a non-dependent dependent. Except that I'm not dependent upon anybody. So it's, you know. Anyways, I hope the government isn't listening to the AltaCast today here on UniRadio.fm. It's okay. They're not. I know they're listening. Uh, I've been joined. If they were listening, we might have uh, more listenership at the station. Do you hear a helicopter outside? Do you hear it? Trump doesn't care about me. I'm small potatoes. Not only am I a stupid woman in his eyes, I have no, I have no value. And you're not Muslim. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not Muslim. Uh, but I have. What is what is my value as a woman? I mean, I know what my value is, but I really have no monetary value. So therefore, in America, I'm a piece of shit. Thanks for joining us every day, everybody on the AltaCast. Today here on MutinyRadio.fm, I've been joined by Jason. He's doing a great job in his training. You guys are going to listen to him on Thursday mornings from 8 to 10 with The Purge. Stay tuned for Y Steinberg's Think, Grow, Love Radio here on Mutiny Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Alex. Ed. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number four altacalifornia.com join us every friday from 8 to 10 p.m for pamtastics comedy clubhouse here on mutiny radio i'm your host pam benjamin bringing you the best of san francisco's underground comedy scene here every friday from 8 to 10 p.m it's only two dollars you can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida, mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Romans also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well, then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman host of government-sponsored program Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. 
broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beat and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Show Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.mutinyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at MutinyRadio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one-half-ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory-tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. 
This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor. Hey, everybody. It's six o'clock. It's a Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Feel free to clap. Yay. There you go, kids. You're excited. I'm excited. Uh, So the way the joke workshop works is we have four minute sets for the first eight you'll hear a horn at three minutes that means you know wrap it up you have a minute it's also so you can know what a minute feels like if you're a new comic you know but uh we've got we've got some seasoned veterans in the room tonight uh you do your four minute set and then we have four minutes of comments i invite you to take notes i take notes um but if you're going to give a compliment or if you're going to give a comment Make it a compliment sandwich, so nice toasted brioche bun, and then you put the shit in the middle. But be honest, and um, you know, you back up your examples so that it isn't just like, you suck. You know, tell them why. All right, we're gonna get started. Your first comedian, uh, he was just here at the, at the last show. It's lovely time he's here. He works, I guess he works with Hella Funny now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jonathan Ortiz. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much for welcoming me, everyone. It's a fun podcast. Hung out for. Welcome. Welcome. Happy Monday. I'm wasting my three minutes. New York's in the house. I uh, Talking to my dad always, always been hard. Like, I can't talk. To this day, I can't talk to my dad without it being traumatizing. Because he'll just drop a bomb out of nowhere. Like, it was Father's Day. We're sitting down on the couch. I'm like, but Dad, what was like... Grandpa, was he a good dad? He's like, yeah. I remember him teaching me how to swim. Uh, but that's my immigration story, too, you know. 
jeez, Dad. Like, yeah, he just threw me in, and it was kind of hard to swim with the cocaine strapped to my back. <laughs> jeez. All right, mommy's little floater. Um, yeah, Dad's weird. This is a true story. I, I asked my dad because uh, I, I asked him to give me some. What wi- I thought, what wisdom can he pass on to me? Because my dad's never been much of a talker, hasn't opened up much. So I said, hey, Dad, like, what advice can you give me? What life advice? And he sits for a second on his couch, and, and, and he's watching soccer. Never looks at me. He just says, well, just don't ever have children. You'll regret it. Yeah, it's just traumatizing every time I talk to the guy. But I don't have daddy issues. I don't. I really don't. All right. My ex thought I did. He said I got daddy issues like a stripper. <laughs> like what? Like come on, me? Like I'd ever be on a stage entertaining strangers for love and approval, you know? <laughs> That'd be pathetic. Uh, tell them I said, "Hey, Hunter." There's a, there's a new shit. There's some new shit. You guys ever meet people uh that you just ever run into people that you just want to stab them in the face with a pencil? Yeah? Yeah, of course you do. I took the fucking bus here. I'm a positive person. I wake up and think, if I give good vibes to the universe, it'll come back to me. And I get on the bus, and sure enough, the universe gave me my own seat on a packed bus. But that's when this lady comes on at the next stop with her baby in one arm and, and, and groceries, mascara running. She's huffing and puffing. She's looking around. She's looking around. And I look over like, and I, and I think, I think, oh, I should give her my seat. But I look over at everyone else who's saying, they look at her, they look at me, and they turn. I'm like, you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers. I'm going to have to give it to this bitch? Like, no, good thoughts, good thoughts. So, of course, like, ma'am, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But I, my, instantly my brain's like, man, fuck your baby lady. Like, what is that? Like, what? Why am I like this? The end of that bit. I don't know. Just, <laughs> it's just weird, man, taking the bus. Packing, getting ready. When you take the bus, I'm sure it's like this with the MTA in, in New York. Like, if, if that's the way you travel by bus, like, you prepare like you're preparing for, for camping. Like, you need your water. You know, you need joke. You need joke. You need insert. I'm just, oh, what's up, bro? I didn't see you there, man. I didn't see you. That was one minute. And now it's like comment time? Uh, right, right. I'm a professional. Um, what are you guys going to talk about? What's <laughs> up, Dan? All right. Uh, no, I, that's good. Thanks, guys. I, I want to hear some comments. Yeah. Comments. Yay, Jonathan Ortiz. Hooray. So um, today there's, I actually have like microphones out there. There's one over there. You can always come back here. You're so personable, Jonathan. It's just lovely. And um, so... Yeah, when you get to the so the fuck your baby is very funny, but there's got to be something after that to soften it. Like there's fuck your baby is great, but it's just missing. You've set yourself up for the punchline that just isn't there next. I don't know what it is, but it's it's really funny because you're just like and because I got that whole thing. It's like why do you have to get up? You know we're pretty liberal about a lot of stuff, but we are dead serious about fire precautions. 
Rumors are circulating online that an annual unsanctioned gathering of thousands of people will make its way back to Colorado this summer. Good evening. I'm Kelly Worthman. Thank you for joining us here on CBS4 and now streaming on CBS News Colorado. The Rainbow Family Gathering marks its 50th year this summer.
shows in the land of no nuts. Star Child here, bringing you a bump by bump rundown at the wide, wide world of Wiggle.
my bone with your Jimmy. It seems like you're good for making jokes about your Jimmy. Well, here's a Jimmy joke about your mama that you might not like. I heard she was a Frisco type, but on the wrist sales, I'm talking about you and me. Toe to toe, Tim M-U-T, your bark was loud, but your bite wasn't vicious. And them rhymes you were kicking were quite bootylicious. You get what doggy dog, oh, is it crazy? With your mama and your daddy hollering, baby. So what that let you know, that if you step to drink, fool, you step in the death row. And I ain't even swagging the things, I'm hollering 187 with my gat in your mouth, fool. Together on this track, and just when you thought we were slipping, boo yeah, right back at you. Now, you wanna step up and get your cranium cracked? Step on up and remember the name, Mighty Mighty DR, and we put in work. Yeah. Now understand this, my homie Drake can't be touched. Luke's bending over, so Luke's getting stuck. Buster, I thought I was sleazy. I thought I was a mark, cause I used to hang with easy. Animosity made you speak yeah. when you spoke at your Drake. What up? Break him off something, low. If it ain't another hole that I got to get with, gap teeth in your mouth, so my gats got to fit. With my sack on your tonsil, while you're on stage rapping at your whack ass concert. And I'ma snatch your ass from the backside to show you how death row pull off that hoot ride. Now you might not understand me Cause I'm a Robbie and Compton and blast you with Miami Then we gon' freak to South Central on a street knowledge mission As I steps in the temple, spot him, got him As I pulls out my strap, got my chrome to the side of his white socks hat. You're tryna check my homie, you best check yourself Cause when you diss Dre, you diss yourself Hell yeah, so all you mark-ass busters We can raise up, really dope Death Row is running the nine tray And you know we can't be faded
Tenderness I feel Will send the dark 
My face hurts. I'd be like smiling so much. This what a great set. Hey, this is uh, Bug Out Square Community Radio on the corner of 21st of Florida in the beautiful mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. It's sunny right now, man. We're in we're we're into spring. Yeah, summer is coming. It's coming. Uh, we yeah, you know it is. But it's a beautiful day. I'm not gonna uh, debate the weather right now. Uh, I'm just gonna kind of. Forge ahead, just with what's going on around me right now. So I've got these, uh, I've got a chunk of these records that were given to me, and I'm uh, I'm doing a show from that. So that is just like it's it's very it's it's an awesome feeling, uh, and I and I feel like so good to. Um, tap into these records i really do i've just you know i don't know it's very new agey of me whatever but i i feel the energy can you are you with me <laughs> can you feel me because uh, i feel this this certain uh i don't know what it is i mean a lot of it is uh some of this music was uh you know in my you know lifetime right so there's that but these are records that i never <laughs> <laughs> that I could, that I never had. These are, I would have, we'll talk through these. But these are some that I would never own. Not that I didn't want to own them, but this is like, you know, you had to make some effort to get these records. And uh, I was pretty lazy, <laughs> pretty lazy record collector. Uh, I'm, that's why I am a record accumulator. It's just, th- it, it's like, I'm just like this ship going through and these, you know, barnacles of like excellent music are slowly attaching to me. It's <laughs> on so like, grinding as as my you know uh aerodynamics or whatever they the fluid dynamic it just decreases and uh, i basically become just like a brick of uh beautiful music so yeah uh bug house square mini radio uh what can i say about this place we're begging for money 
Um, we always are. We are, we've been living on a, a shoestring for for many years now. But this is Pledge Week, so we beg for money. If you come through the website, please uh, donate. You know, a couple bucks. Um, you know, every bit helps. It's not like there's no. You know, it's like you listen to the like NPR. They're like, we have to pay two million dollars for for Ira Glass. You know, and it's like, no. I mean, we just need to pay our rent and that sort of thing. There's, yeah, everything goes. All the money is spent very well. Spent not that NPR is, is they're living lavish lifestyles. I, I kind of doubt that, but um, but there's someone in there though that's tapping in. Anyway, let me um, let me grab these records and we'll and we'll talk about. So that last one, that that last one was the Cure. So I gotta say, so I I see this Cure record in there. I, I again, this is just like for um, a record accumulator. For someone to give me their record collection is is so it's just such a heavy thing for me. So I've uh, I'm like flipping through this and I'm like, wow, shit, this is you know, and it's just like, whoa, and I'm fuck, you know, and then damn. Um, so there's like all these records. So there's uh, as uh, you know, we're we're going uh, back to front right now, but um, so this Cure song, uh, close to me, I I. I didn't know the name of the song, and I and when I saw this record, I'm like, okay, it looks it looks special. It's got a, it's plastic, and it's like I've never seen this the look of this, and it only had like four songs on it. So there's a lot of these um, bands just released, you know, just uh, there weren't singles or records or EPs, maybe, you know, and and then um, they became like things, you know. So anyway, this is here, and and I didn't know the name of the song, so I'm like queuing something up, and I don't want to like make that I'm just like pulling this out of my ass. No, really, I'm I put it, you know, I put thought into this, but I see this Cure record, and I don't know the I don't know the, none none of the songs that I'm looking at of their titles are flashing anything to me. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this one. Because I, I don't know why I made the decision. Because it was the second one and it was a good length. And it was my favorite fucking Cure song. And I'm not like a huge Cure fan, but I love that one. I just, I just love, I don't know what it is about that. Just that so kind of like um, simple riff. I don't know. Anyway, that was a Cure. Close to me. That's a good tune. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, okay, then uh, let me get down. Let me get down on the ground. And uh, uh, let's active. <laughs> every word means no. Just don't bother because, you know, every word means no. I like that song. Uh, I remember hearing it. I'm, before that, Portishead, The Rip. So I got to, well, I have this in my, this, now this is a single. So no shit. This is a 12-inch a single and with no B-side. And it comes in a cellophane jacket with a inside a cellophane jacket that has a, a like a a belt that you have to tuck the tongue into to close it or to to get it out. And it's for one song. It's unbelievable. And it's for me. It was like it took a lot of effort to get it out, but it was just like, oh my god, this is what. This is what it was. This, this, there was, 
this is what you had. If you wanted to listen to the song or if, you know, if someone taped it for you, this was the thing. And that's so cool. And it was a, it was a, like a really good song too. <laughs> that helps. That helps. Portishead, The Rip. Uh, before that, Dr. Dre. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we did, uh, we did uh, Dre Day, I believe. And uh, I apologize. No, that wasn't that one that I fucked the speed up on. So I got like a bunch of like really good uh, hip hop records that are, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to say her name, Lisa. I'm not giving any last names because she could be on the lam. I don't know this one. Um, so Lisa, th- that this is huge. Uh, Tom Jones, before that, we did... Um, uh, uh, um, uh, no, it's a worried man. That's great. This record, I don't know where this came, this came from, like Japan or something. It's crazy. These are like, <laughs> um, uh, before that we did, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Deborah from, all right. So it, with, within this, uh, collection of records, there's a lot of these KTEL and Ronco and uh, they were these records that, would be advertised that would have all the kind of pop singles of the of that of that particular time, and they would put it on for your uh, you know for ease of consumption. So there would be these records that were released, and they would have like twenty songs. So for like three ninety nine, you can get twenty songs, so you don't have to buy the singles. But they were usually like kind of uh, well past their time, eh, not well past, but you know, six months to a year. And then, so anyway, this is, uh, uh, I believe in music. Uh, who's it? KTEL, of course, Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know, we're pretty liberal about a lot of stuff, but we are dead serious about fire precautions. Rumors are circulating online that an annual unsanctioned gathering of thousands of people will make its way back to Colorado this summer. Good evening. I'm Kelly Worthman. Thank you for joining us here on CBS4 and now streaming on CBS News Colorado. The Rainbow Family Gathering marks its 50th year this summer. The loose-knit group of world peace-seeking people meet on national forest land for days, even weeks at a time. And after a number of destructive wildfires, many Coloradans are concerned a gathering like this is just too big of a risk. Our Connor McHugh is live. McHugh is live in Lakewood tonight at the National Forest Service office, and Connor officials there and really around the state. San Francisco Food Bank. The San about a lot of stuff, but we are dead serious about fire precautions. Rumors are circulating online that an annual unsanctioned gathering of thousands of people will make its way back to Colorado this summer. Good evening.
Drop that beat, man. What's up with that beat you got out there?
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on... ...to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government and its personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Oh, right. And I started to do some thinking. Around, ended on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. Just big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total fraud. Laurie Stanton's voice is absolutely right. I am a petty, rebellious, and adolescent. And I will cut the Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? 
Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Hey. 